0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to This is Leadership, a podcast dedicated to bringing you insightful conversations with leaders that inspire us to be better and to go further. I'm your host, Joël McLean, and I am very excited to have you here with us today. Now, let's get to today's episode and get our leadership on. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of This is Leadership, your intersection between growth and leadership. And today, folks, I have the honor of welcoming one of my good friends that I've known for many, many years, uh, Mr. Gilles Seguin. Uh, Gilles has been in uh, life insurance and investments for 13 years now. He's also an academic coach, and he's been coaching actually first and second year university students for the past three years, so that's really exciting. Uh, Gilles thinks that coaching helps you stay focused on the things that matter. The focus is on mindset, time management, and execution. Coaching is most important during transition for Gilles, it's about maximizing one's true potential. So, Jill, welcome to the podcast.
1: Mr. Joel, how are you? Good to see <laughs> Very
0: you. well. Very good. Really excited you're here. Uh, you know, and in particular, I know that we've we've been doing some work together, but uh, I think it's really interesting to have, uh, obviously, some people outside of the education sector and, you know, to get your point of view on things such as, you know, growth mindset, uh, time management and whatnot, and especially with the work that you do with uh with the university students. So I think that's really, really great work and, and much needed as well.
1: Absolutely. And I kind of stumbled upon that as my daughter is in uh, at Western University in London. And so, you know, after spending time with her and, you know, trying to get her over, get her over some hurdles, <laughs> yeah. um, it kind of branched out and some of her friends were interested and off we went. So um, I certainly see a huge gap there for sure.
0: That's exciting. So listen, Joe, before we get into it, how about... Um... You know, I know I've read a little bit about your bio, but I didn't speak about your family. So maybe you can take a few seconds just to tell us, you know, who you are and, uh, you know, maybe uh, tell us about your family and, uh, you know, and, and, and what's going on with you right now.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I appreciate the question. And uh, yeah, no. So I'm just from a small town in Northern Ontario. I'm the last of nine children, um, <laughs> you know, so grew up in a really good space, uh, well supported. Everything was really good there. Um, unfortunately I lost my, my mom when I was 13 mm. uh, at a young age. So that was something I had to deal with and actually led me to where I am today and, and, um, allowed me to gather, uh, some strength and, and understanding and and to get over something like that. Yeah. Uh, but now I'm happy to to share with you that I'm uh, happily married, of course, my wife, Debbie and. I've got three kids. Uh, I got a 22 year old son who's uh, very similar to me, as you and I just talked about, <laughs> which is great. And uh, I've got a 20 year old daughter who's in university in London, like I said. Yeah, I've also got right. my little spirit. Uh, I call her. Uh, I got a six year old named Ellie, um, which is was you know on purpose because <laughs> some some people assume that it wasn't being a yeah, gap 14 yeah, yeah, year difference in kids, yeah. but. Uh, so there's a story behind that as well. But, uh, yeah, she's my little angel and I, we love every second. So, um, uh, I'm really, you know, blessed, yeah. um, in a lot of ways. And I, I often share that with people is that, you know, often we are all blessed in so many ways The you know, the fact that we can see the fact that we can walk, the fact that we can just do anything is, is certainly a blessing, but to be surrounded by, uh, such a beautiful family and being loved, which is important, um, and able to love as well is uh, is just a blessing. So, Every day when I put my feet on the ground, I say thank you and uh, I truly uh, approach it that way. And so I appreciate you asking. And, yeah. you know, family's good. And uh, I mean, we all have our challenges, you know, of course. Um, yep. But, uh, you know, in general, we're, we're certainly fortunate.
0: That's good. Well, interesting enough, we actually met around family, right? Because way back, way back, way back, for, for those uh, of you that are listening, Jill and I actually met at a trailer park, at a camping trailer park. And uh, our families were camping there. So you hadn't had your little one yet, but, uh, you know, so we've known your kids, you've known our kids since they were small and we're able to spend what, about three to four years in that, uh, in that campground and correct uh, had a lot of good times. That's for sure. That's <laughs> for sure. Some late, some late nights for sure. Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, great, but uh, it, it's, it was uh, interesting because that's, you know, got to know each other and uh, became friends. And definitely uh, when it comes to, the, you know, those family values and the importance of the family, uh, you know, that definitely uh, is something that's important to you. And it shows, you know, it shows in your actions, it shows in 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 the time that you, uh, you know, that you uh, put aside for your family and family always, always comes first for you. And that's a, that's an obvious thing as well. So, but it, it's funny because, you know, spending all those years together, together camping back then thinking about it, you know, who would have thought that we would have both, you know, at this time in in our lives been into coaching and, and, you know, develop an interest for leadership. So I'm curious, Jill, you know, you've been in, uh, in life insurance and investments, and I know you've done some other work as well, but now all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're, you're here, you're, you're an academic coach, you got into coaching and you, and you discovered, you know, a, a keen interest in leadership development. So, how did that come about tell us a story about how you just you became interested in wanting to coach and you know to help other people uh, better better their lives
1: well and i appreciate that question and i just wanted to mention as well um you know your journey as well and you being so family oriented and i just wanted yep. to you know acknowledge that as well as how we've you know kind of regravitated back to our to our I know. relationship and it was just kind of weird, right? We kind of <laughs> lost touch for a bit, but here we are. And it's, yeah. it's amazing to me how, you know, we both have the same interests and, uh, here we are pushing that envelope. So,
0: Absolutely. um,
1: yeah. So just to answer your question, to be honest with you, part of it had to do with COVID, um, and part of, ha- part of it had to do with culture in general, not only, you know, within our company, but within, you know, what I've noticed in other companies that I worked for in the past or yeah. just in general associations like minor hockey or whatever, um, I just found that that the culture was was not really focused on people's well being. Let's say it's more about you know production or where you know where are your results, whether it's in life or you know That's with right. you know within your career or whatever. So I really found that there, that was missing in our culture in regards to helping people. And I know uh, leadership, you know, and I may be getting a little bit ahead of it, and I assume it might come up later. But but to transform people. Um, is really, to me, the highest, you know, um, the, the highest segment of leadership that you can be in is help them find their way and help them be successful. And mm-hmm. I just found that there was not a lot of that in society in general, as we touched on. Mm-hmm. Um, people care less about each other. I think COVID kind of, you know, um, you know, kind of stopped everybody from, let's say, socializing or caring about people, let's say they became a little bit more self-absorbed and taking care of mm-hmm. themselves. So, yeah. Um, I just noticed that that was missing in, 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 in a lot of places. So for me, um, I realized my brother happens to, to be a retired CEO and he's got a consulting okay. company. And so we started talking and I said, listen, I'd really like to fill this gap. And he said, go read this book and go read this book and go read this book. And all of a sudden, um, you know, becoming somewhat of I don't want to say an expert, but I'm, uh, I'm really engaged in this and I want to share my message. Mm-hmm. So what I started doing is reaching out to some of our agents in our company. We've got a hundred or so agents in Canada and I wanted to try this stuff. And you know, a few of them were what I found through that is a lot of them need to reach out to you because they want to have to change. But yeah, I was fortunate enough to hit a few that, you know, even me reaching out to them to use them as a sample for myself to see if I can make change. Yeah. And it went really well, all of a sudden their numbers were way up and they were well balanced. And I was like, holy cow. <laughs> so it really energized me, and what I realize is that the you know, second part of that is that for me to be able to influence others or to lead others or to you know suggest change in their lives, I have to live that as well. So That's right. it's really gotten me into an amazing place. I work hard at it. It's a full time job. You know, as we've discussed, to stay positive in this world today. Mm-hmm. Um, so I take it very seriously. Um, you know, so I really you know, if I'm going to preach it, or I'm going to promote it, or I'm going to, you know, suggest that you do certain things or try certain things, I have to live it as well. So for me, it's been a complete game changer as well. On a personal note, my energy is completely different. And it's funny when you're out there, right? And all of a sudden, people start gravitating to you. And you're like, what? You know, what just happened? Like three times in a row, somebody asked me to help them cross the street, or, yeah. you know, something like, why are they picking me out of the crowd, right? So yeah. you emit a different energy. And um, so for me, it's been, I don't know if it's been to the level of life changing, but pretty close. Like it's been uh, it's been a real transformation. And what I've found is I'm, I'm able to help others. And that's really mm-hmm. my mission. Now I'm in a giving mode instead of receiving. Yeah. And uh, you know, just a quick story on that. I love stories. I think they resonate with people and sorry if I'm going off a little bit. No, so no, it's perfect.
0: Way. Keep going. That's what we want. <laughs> and that's so we, want um,
1: we just had, I had two bikes for sale. My, my daughter, like I said, Ellie, she outgrew them. And I had separate ads on, on Facebook yeah. um, through uh, whatever it is. I can't remember what it's called. But. The marketplace, so, Facebook marketplace. Yeah, Marketplace. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, one lady shows up and she says, how much for the bike? And it was all arranged. It was $40. So she gave me the 40 And she said, oh, I noticed you have another bike over in the corner. I said, yeah, that one's for sale too. And um, she said, well, I've got another foster daughter the same age that, you know, actually needs a bike I was looking for. And I said, here's your money back and take both bikes.
0: Yeah. So
1: I look for opportunities now to flip it instead of being in, you know, receiving and it's about me. (laughs) Now it's kind of, it's a completely different thing. I'm looking to help people. I'm looking to elevate people and make a difference and hope they pay it forward. Um, And I always suggest that too, if you get a chance, pay it forward. So um, just a little quick tidbit on that. So, you know, it's been a really great journey the last couple of years and you're obviously in the same space. So, which I appreciate.
0: Mm. And
1: so, yeah, that's just kind of how it all came together.
0: I think that's great. Now, one of those bikes, it wouldn't happen to be the one you used to ride around at the trailer park. Eh?
1: Yeah. And I wasn't it wearing was. that bathing suit either. Yeah.
0: But, it, you know, coming back to that, it's funny how, um, you know, a lot, a lot of us that, that do go through that journey, it, it begins with us. It, it begins with transforming ourselves. And when we talk about leadership, the first person that we need to leave is, lead is ourselves, right? So we have to be that example. We have to live it. And for me, and it's very similar to you, for me, when I did go through that transformation, um, you know, I thought I thought the feeling was so great and, and the, the results were so great that I just had to share it and I had to help other people achieve it because it was such a great feeling, right? Such a great place to be. So you know a lot of it you know when we're talking about that we talk about mindset right and I know you do a lot of work around the mindset and I'd be curious to know like uh, before we we get jump into more of the educational side with your university students now that the people that you that you do work with uh, when it comes to their mindset like uh, is there something in particular that you noticed that was recurrent within those people in terms of you know certain ways that they would see the world or and then versus certain ways that you can coach them to, to be able to perceive the world now that would change their their perspective and, and change your mindset?
1: Well, and you know, it's a great question. And one of the things that I've noticed, and I think one of the things that jumped out at me and it keeps coming up is controlling your thoughts. Yeah. And so, you know, with the world today, if you, you know, if you're watching news, you know, the last thing you do is go to bed and watch the news or the first thing you do when you get up is watching news or you turn on your cell phone. And you get an email for an outstanding bill or there's all these things. There's mechanisms that you can put in place in order to keep you in a positive light. So the way I look at it is that, listen, there's enough things that happen to me in a day that I cannot control. So I know there's storms coming at me every day, maybe not every day, but on a weekly basis or whatever. So I need to be in a good place in order to handle that. And so when I go back to when my mom had passed away, it took me a really long time to understand that and to mm-hmm. get over that. I was I don't want to say mad at the world, but I didn't understand it. I was too yeah. young. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, now that I'm in this space, I understand that, you know, so many people struggle, to be honest with you. And they they don't have the mechanisms. They just don't know how to do it. And the yeah. other thing is they don't have the discipline to do it. <laughs> so, you know, they say, OK, I'm going to try this. And, OK, let's talk next week and we'll see how that went and how to go. Well, I didn't have time. Yep. So, or I didn't do it. Right. So, and that's another thing that, you know, as many people as you and I want to help it has to come from within them. There's so that's many right. people I, I'm like, just do this. Like my daughter, <laughs> for instance, right. Or whoever I'm like, you'll be fine. If you just do this, I have the answer for you, but it has to come from them. Right. And so, exactly. um, so I, I've just set up mechanisms in my day. Um, honestly, there's no, I didn't write any books about it. Like it's all taken from other people like a Steve Harvey video yep. on YouTube or read a book or a positive podcast when I go for a walk or I hug my six-year-old to steal energy from her. Absolutely. She doesn't even know it at the time, right? So yep. there's mechanisms that I put in place in regards to mindset um, to keep myself in a good space in order to help others. And, so, and by the way, to get through my day as well. So yep. I, I just yep. think that it's a full-time job. It really is. And uh, I take it seriously. And I think that you know, there's so much going on in the world. And another point on mindset, I'd like to touch on if I could, Absolutely. Is what I've been working on lately is is living in the present, mm-hmm. in the moment, because if you live in the past, we all know that's not a good space, for the most part, <laughs> you you know, you're, you're letting things hold you back or some experiences that weren't mm-hmm. great. And so and if you're living in the future, often there's worry, and there's fear that come into, you I know, how, what am I going to look like, then? Do I have enough money for this? or yeah. whatever. So yeah. I really been working on lately and trying to stay in the moment. So I think that, you know, in that mindset, um, you know, there's a bunch of things that come into mindset, but that was one of the things that have jumped out at me lately is really living in the moment and enjoying the moment and not worrying about where I'm going and not worry about where I've been. Um, yeah. just kind of embracing the moment now and yeah. enjoying it.
0: Yeah. A lot of, lot, I find also, you know, and, and it was the case for me, you know, many, many years ago, what, when I started my journey, one of the things that I did realize is that I didn't have the, the systems in place, right? I didn't have those mechanisms right. or the systems in place to be able to allow me to not only make the time for my growth, but to be, you know, effective and and to maximize my time. So um, and, and that can have a big impact on your mindset. It can have a big impact on your mood, on your family life, on your work life. You know, if you're if you're working hard, but you don't really have a system to be able to control your time, then time's going to control you. And I think Sorry. that one of the important points that you brought up, you know, working with the people that you do work is, um, you know, is to really reflect on what is in my control. Because if I keep concentrating on what's outside of my control, well, I'm just going to give myself a lot of stress and n- not be able to do anything about it anyways, right? So it's really to tackle those, those things that are in our control. And one of those things, like you mentioned, is, you know, how do I receive you know, what goes on in my life. How am I receive like some of it's going to be bad and it's going to be hard to receive, but what do I do with it after? Do I linger? Do I stay in the past or do I have the systems in place that are going to, and have I developed my toolkit, you know, that'll allow me to be able to get out of that rut and be able to take a negative, you know, live through it, deal with it, and then just move on and be an even stronger person. So.
1: All right. And I, yeah. I just had that conversation with somebody today in regards yep. to, listen, you, you can't control you know, he was upset about something or something he couldn't control. I'm like, you can only control your reaction. That's right. You can either decide to be bitter and go the other way and not talk to this person or whatever, or rise above and, you know, just move forward. Like you're on your own journey. So you can't let other people affect your journey. You know, they don't see what you see. You, you know, you and I had talked about that before where the imagination is a preview to your life's coming attractions. Yeah. And so you're going this way. So, you know, if you allow yourself to get pulled in a negative, you know, space, that's on you. So some, you know, often you can't control to your point. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And the other thing I just wanted to touch on is I was stunned how many high performing, let's say executives or salespeople struggle with balance so much. Absolutely. Like they work, you know, I was saying, you know, I'd, I'd start coaching somebody and I'd say, okay, tell me about your day. And you're like, okay, hey, it's 6am. I checked my email. Then I checked this then I check and I checked that. By the time he was done talking, it was midnight. And there yeah. was no family in there. There was no exercise. There was no, there was nothing. I'm like, Whoa. So I find our generation, you know, is kind of built that way where we're, you know, we're so, we were brought up with work ethic and, you know, we don't want to let anybody down and, you know, but what I found with the with some of the people I was able to transform is that they thought they were going to sacrifice their success or their numbers or their, you know, results for balance. When in fact they got their balance and they're even more successful, they're having better results because they have balance now and they're, they're energized and they're, you know, and they're feeling good
0: about it and the people around them are feeling good about it. Correct. So, but it's not easy by the way
1: to, to, and the transformation I went through, I just wanted to touch on is that it, you know, it seems easy, but it's not. And so, you know, change is difficult for most. And so it's, it's a long journey, but it certainly is possible. Yeah. And I'm, I'm living proof to be honest with you and many like yourself or others are living proof as well.
0: Well, absolutely, it's doable, you know, because we've got, you know, everybody's busy. We're all busy. I think that I'm a pretty, you know, the the job that I do, my full time job, plus uh, plus, you know, my consulting business is. I'm pre- I'm a pretty busy guy, but if I'm able to put the systems in place uh, and make it work for me, and make it, you know, to the point to a point where, you know, I put aside that family time, and I'm able to achieve ba- balance. You know, you're never in perfectly in perfect balance, but most right. of the time, I'm in a, I'm in a place where you know, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm not stressed. I'm, and I'm able to have that time with my family. So, but when it right. comes back to work, Jill, um, it, you know, it still exists. There's, there's, there's that culture where, you know, uh, and I talked about, about this with my, with my team, uh, at, at my school board, the people that I work with. And we talked about this culture that sometimes still exists where people will be measured, you know, their success or efforts, they think is measured by the amount of time that they'll spend at the office. So, you know, for the people that, uh, you know, are the first ones there and the last ones gone? Well, some of them feel like they have to be the first ones there and they have to be the last ones gone. When in fact, if you start really breaking down how you're using your time, you might end up realizing that okay, you're putting in, let's say, ten hours, ten hours a week more than someone else that do ha- that does have the systems in place, but is being more effective and is achieving a better balance than you are. So, but that culture still exists. You know, we're still, I, I'm still seeing stuff on. Uh, on uh, social media, people talking about that, you know, those work cultures, especially when it comes to executives, um, it's very competitive. So a lot of these people are putting in just ridiculous amounts of hours and and just putting aside, you know, their, their, uh, their health and their mental health and their families. So, but again, I think it comes down to systems. And, and I've always said that if I can, if I'm able to pull it off, then, you know, anybody can pull it off. But We don't know everything, you know, and uh, we're always learning. So that's the beauty of being able to get a coach, right? Coach like yourself or like myself is somebody that's able to, you know, to accompany you and to ask you really, really, really good questions because Mm -hmm. the answers are inside of you. It's just that sometimes we need a little help to find them.
1: Correct. And that's what I find a difference with coaching and having a mentor or a consultant, let's say I find, you know, you know, based on my experience with coaching is really getting them to find the answers. They know the answers. It's just about getting them to, you know, uncover them and and really create a roadmap to where they want to go. And so, you know, a mentor is more about sharing his experience and here's how I did it. And here's what you should do, right. Where a coach I find is is more of just like you said kind of a wingman and saying hey like why are you doing it that way why don't you try it this way or you know in my experience yep. or whatever so um the other thing on that just a few things and um I think one of the things is what I found is if you can find your calling you know like mm. I, for me in, in yeah. this conversation right here I feel like I found my calling yeah you know what I mean and I can be passionate about it I could do it 10 hours a day and not feel drained and <laughs> I mean there are days I get tired don't get me wrong but I'm still on the mission and I want to help and it fills my cup. And so I think that that's important. I think that most people aren't able to do that. It's, it's a difficult thing to do, um, you know, to find your calling and be passionate about what you do, because it can be a long day if you're not enjoying what mm, you're doing, um, absolutely. you know? And so, um, so that's one thing. And the other thing was, um, I know we make it into time management, but I think that's a huge part of it. Um, in regards to you had touched on controlling your day or the day will control you. Yep. And so when, you know, somebody says to me, there's only 25, 24 hours in a day, it makes me crazy <laughs> when somebody says that. And Arnold Schwarzenegger has a great, if you go on YouTube, he has a great, um, a great video on that. And he talks about that and he, listen, Arnold come over, didn't speak English, uh, that's right. you know, was the youngest, uh, whatever champion, bodybuilding champion ever, whatever it was. I think it was Mr.
0: Universe or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: he used to, so he used to go to school at night to learn English. He used to uh, go to acting class and he used to work out twice a day. And so, and he still had two hours to eat dinner and and talk to people or whatever. So I'm not going to break it down, but you know, if you sleep, well, maybe I will break it down. So if you sleep (laughs) six, seven hours a day, and even if you're one of those guys who work 10 hours a day or eight hours a day, you still have six, seven hours a day. That's right. And so what you do with those six, seven hours a day, whether it's working out or whether it's taking a course or, you know, if you're watching, you know, the Simpsons or whatever you do that, you control that. That's right. And so, you know, you have to put in the time and to your point, you have to have the discipline and some kind of structure, some kind of mechanisms in place, a process to follow to get to where you're going. And yes, you're going to fail. And that's another thing I go off on is you're supposed to fail people's that's what I find in in general. And I find with the younger university students is that they're so afraid to fail because they don't want to be judged and they don't want to be this. And they care so much about what other people think. Right. And so this is your journey, right? So, you know, I try and instill that in them and they they make decisions sometimes based on what other people will think of them. And it's debilitating. It's the wrong decision. It's not for you. Um, You know, so I just, you know, do you think when they invented the light bulb or when they invented the airplane or, Whatever uh, Colonel Sanders only hit it at 60 in his 60s in regards yeah. to making it. These people failed <laughs> yep. a million times, right? Michael Jordan only made 150 out of his 950 game-winning shots, right? So he yeah. failed his way to success. That's right. So what I'd like people to do is flip that, um, you know, mentality of failing and being judged and being perceived as weak as a good thing. You're supposed to fail, <laughs> so it means you're trying. And a quick story on that: again, my five-year-old skating last year. Right. She said, daddy, I fell four times or I fell six times. She goes, I'm not very good. And I said, Ellie, you're falling because you're trying something new, right? You're putting yourself out there. So Mm -hmm. if you fall, it means you're progressing. You're trying, you're coming out of your comfort zone. Right. So the next week she fell 16 times, I think. And she said, dad, I fell 16 times. Isn't that awesome? (laughs) So a five-year-old, you know, gets it. She's like, I'm supposed to fail. That means I'm progressing. So just to show you that, you know, even a five-year-old can grasp that concept.
0: Right. Yeah well, you know, there's, it's, it's this instant, instant gratification world that we live in today. Right. So I think a lot of people just expect to get it right, right off the bat the first time. And then you know, when it comes to kids in school, then I always ask them, then why are you at school? You know, because we're here to to learn and you're going to, you're going to succeed and you're going to fail. And and that's part of the learning journey, right? Correct. Same thing with adults, you know, adults, uh, adults, uh, worry about, you know, what people think about them as well. So oh, for and, and sure. we see 100%. it. It's like coaching, right? A lot of people will say, well, I'm not going to get a coach because, you know, they're, they feel embarrassed or they think that, uh, you know, it'll, it, it'll showcase their weaknesses. You know what mm. I mean? When in fact, it's actually the opposite because, you know, you were, you were brave enough to say, listen, you know, I'm, I want to get better. So this is the way that I can do it because, you know, I've got this great coach that works with me and, and is going to take me to, to heights that I've never reached before. And so it,
1: and, and it does take courage. It Absolutely. takes courage to reach out and say, Hey, I want to be better. Yep. Yeah. Can you give me a roadmap or help yeah. me? You've got experience. Why not? You know. And so, so to your point, some people are just. I, I've had agents come up to me. Um, you know, I just did a school about a month ago in New Haven, and they're like, "Oh, I'm scared of you. I don't want to reach out to you because you're you're <laughs> going to make me change." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm going to make it.
0: That's what you want, don't you?" So, well, it's a good thing, right? Yeah, exactly. So, and anyway. it's and it's basically just bringing out something that's that's already inside you, but you just Correct. haven't reset potential. And to reach that potential, well, we 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 have to talk about things like mindset, things like Correct. time management, right? What we, we, We've been, you know, talking about the last 15, 20 minutes mm-hmm. and systems, right? Because we we need to be disciplined. We need to train our brains. We need to to get into that mindset, that that positive mindset, you know, that'll enable us to be open right, to, to that coaching, to be open, to, to change. And eventually, once you've tasted it, well, it, it becomes a routine, right? And, you know, you're not worried about what people think anymore. And you're just measuring yourself based on the version you were yesterday. So right. It's almost and- like playing golf, right? Like try not to get mad while you're playing golf because you're you're playing against yourself, right? Yeah. So it's the same concept is you got to compare you to you and not you to somebody else because often we'll do that, right? Like we'll see the person that's in that position or in that place where we want to be and then right. we'll compare, right? Oh, look at him uh, or her, you know, they've got, you know, ten contracts. I don't know, and I don't have any, and so we'll beat ourselves up a lot about that. But you know, I think that once we we do get those systems into place and those right mindsets, and 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 actually use them, and put and and put them to work, then that's when we start realizing. Well, you know, I might not get there tomorrow morning. That instant gratification uh, society I was talking about. It might not be tomorrow morning, but I know that if I take one step at a time, and it's James Clear that talks about it in his book. He talks about, you know, getting 1% better every day. Right. So if you just and get 1% I mean, better every day at the end of a year, you'll be, I think it's 37% better than what you were.
1: Yeah, for sure. And it's huge. <laughs> it's the you same know? thing with weight loss, right? People say, oh, I got to lose 30 pounds. I'm like, yeah, if you lose a pound a month for two years, you're going to get there. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be 30 in a week or whatever. No, but so, see,
0: that's what people want to see, right? It's, they want to see right. that, that big result right away, but they need to be. And, and his book, James Clear's book is uh, Atomic Habits. So if anybody, you know, I'm sure you, you, you guys know about the book, but if you haven't bought it or read it yet, I highly right. recommend it. You know, he talks about, you know, those micro habits, how it takes time, one step at a time. And yeah, and that's what's hard, right? People give up because they don't see the small increments. And I think it's even... Correct it's even worse this I think this is a great segue to to talk about some of the university students that you work with I think even more in the generation of you know even our kids you know because our kids older ones are, are similar in age 19 and uh 17 you know they live in that instant gratification world so you know when it comes to the university students that you are working with uh you know, and I know that you work with them in terms of transitioning from, you know, secondary to post-secondary, you know, what kind of challenges are you, are you, are you seeing them, you know, facing, you know, or or what would be, I, maybe the best question to ask you is what would be the biggest challenges that you see our kids facing coming out of high school, going into post-secondary or on the job market?
1: Yeah, that's, that's a loaded question.
0: Yep. (laughs) And so, but it
1: ties in kind of back to where you just were before we transitioned into the student conversation. Uh, Just one thing I wanted to mention, and I think it applies to the students as well, is not everybody starts in the same place in life as well. So, you know, some some people are 20 feet from shore, some are 10 feet from shore. So when you're competing or comparing yourself to others, there are a bunch of things that I went through that you didn't go through and vice versa. That doesn't put us in like if we both started at the same starting line with the exact same factors and everything, then you can compare you know, I've got 10 sales this month, you've got four, it's different, right? We all deal with different stuff at home as well. So that's the thing people don't understand as well, mm. is that we didn't start in the same place, right? And so, and then the other thing with process, what I've found, and it's a Marshall in the Marshall Goldsmith's book, I've read a few of his, he's the number one uh, executive coach in mm. the world is according to, you know, most, um, and by the way, he still lives by a lot of these things. But what he, what I got from him is most people are results orientated. Yeah, And what you need to be is process orientated. So you need to focus on your process in order That's to right. get to your results. So to your point, exactly, you know, you hit the scale and I've only, I've actually put on two pounds, right? But I worked hard this week. I did everything I was supposed to do. My process is on. I got to have faith that it's going to come through. People lose that process because they want results right away. Exactly what you're saying. So I find that, um, applies in life in general, right? With mm. with sales or even with the students at university. And switching to that gear now, what I found with students in university is, you know, sometimes they're not always, you know, well prepared academically uh, for that next level. That's one of the things that I've found. The other things that I've found is that they're really not well prepared in life. (laughs) And that's partly because, you know, I take some responsibility for that in a way we've raised this generation and we've made Mm -hmm. it easy for them because, you know, we struggled a bit. We were from a family of nine. I want to give them everything I didn't have. And it's a natural thing. Right. But actually we're not doing them any favors by not giving them, let's say chores or teach them how to make a, make lunch or make a dinner or take care of themselves, do laundry or whatever. So I find that there's so much that goes on when they land in where they want to be, they're like, Oh my God, I made it. I'm away from my parents. I'm at university. Okay. How do I make a sandwich? How do yeah. I do laundry? <laughs> how do I send an email to my prof? Like nobody cares about yeah. me here. Cause if I don't show up, they don't care. They don't chase me. They don't call my parents. And that's right. So, and so there's so many distractions with them. They want to party a little bit, right. Or a lot. Meanwhile, you know, they, they kind of procrastinate Well, I'll take care of all that after the weekend, and so after the weekend, they got to sleep for two days to get through that. And then all of a sudden, everything's due in a half an hour from now That's right. and they start crying. And so there's just so much that goes in. So what I found with, with them is I really touch on all of that stuff. It's really mindset. Um, and, you know, don't procrastinate, you know, like a Buffalo, if there's a storm, I don't know if you knew this or not, but Buffalo run towards a storm mm. in order to get through it quicker. When you procrastinate, you're running away from the storm constantly, the clouds always over, always yeah, yeah. over your head, right? So yeah. they, they struggle with that, which leads to a bunch of other stuff. And then they can't control their day, they're not well balanced. So I could go on. But it really, I found the three pillars when it comes to um, even when I'm coaching professionals or students or whatever it is, it's really one of those three things, in my opinion, mm. it's really controlling your day, time management, mindsets, huge, getting in the right space and exercising and all that other stuff and process. So what I encourage them to do, I sit with them and I try and build a calendar, uh, you know, that's realistic for them to achieve, yep. not yep. stress them out too much and have them execute it. And I can tell you the execution is not very high. Mm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. difficult. It's difficult for them and they're young, right? So they, they can't miss a party. They can't, you know what I mean? There are certain things they're just not willing Absolutely. to sacrifice in order to get to where they want to go. And so it's tough. It's, it's tough. And they're overwhelmed for the most part, honestly.
0: Yeah. So a lot of, uh, you know, you know, speaking of executive functions, you know, being able to control your time and being able to prioritize, uh, you know, and and you touched on it. I I think not only is it because they're young, but, you know, if if they haven't been taught that, you know, throughout their lives, uh, you know, at school, we'll touch on it a little bit, but not maybe not as in depth as we should. I know there's there's a course here in Ontario, Canada, there's a course that, that, you know, actually deals, deals uh, with those executive functions in high school, but that's only the one. Even, even
1: even budgeting or taxation, exactly. Understanding all that stuff. Right. And they they just, they don't have it. Right. So,
0: so, you know, the more we can give them and to to develop those competencies, I think the better off that they're going to be when they face those challenges. Right. Because they'll have the tools in their tool in their toolbox to be able to deal with it. So, but you know coming coming back to the student jill and 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 even thinking about you know the the adults that you coach um you know i'd like to touch on vision a little bit so Absolutely. you know when when talking about vision what kind of an impact can that have on the people that you that you coach and you know in in terms of you know if there's a lack of vision or just mechanisms to be able to uh, envision things to be able to see yourself down the line in the future and then plan accordingly and have those processes, uh, together. So uh, those processes in place, you know, so, so how important is it for someone to develop their vision as well?
1: Right. And so, you know, another great question. And I, and I really do believe in what you think about you bring about. Mm. And so if you have a vision board and if you're going there, you're going to go because your body doesn't know it's following your brain. If you tell your brain, this is where I'm going, that's where you're going. And so a lot of the decisions you're going to make along the way are going to be based around getting to that goal, right? So let's, I'm going to use weight loss again, for example, if I want to lose 20 pounds and I'm going to eat that hell of a good dip and that bag of chips at 11 at night, guess what? (laughs) It's going to take me a lot longer to get there, right? So that's just one analogy, but you know, I, I, you know, if you want that new car in the yard or if you want that house, or if you want to be able to travel every year, put it on a vision board. You know, put it down in writing. I think goals are important, but again, going back to focusing on your process goals and how you're going to achieve that is exactly, you know, how you do it. And so Tony Robbins says there are no overnight successes and no Mm -hmm. overnight failures. It's all in the habits and routines that you build on a daily basis that is either going to get you there or, you know, on the other side of it, which is not going to make you successful or it will. And one of the lines I like and and I and I I always share this one is choose your hard. Okay. There is no easy path. So if you want to be successful, trust me, like people look at successful people and go, Oh, he's lucky. And you know, he he was it was handed to him. No, 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 no. That guy most likely didn't have any money at some point. He worked his way up and he made the changes and had the discipline to get there. Right. And so on the other side of it, choose your hard. It's not easy being let's say living month to month on, you know, social assistance or whatever, that's not easy either. Yeah. (laughs) So there, there is no easy, right? So if you're going to create a vision board, you're not going to create a vision board to work at, you know, a local, I'm not, you know, I'm not judging anybody, but at a dollar store or whatever, you might as well make a vision for, I'm going to go over here. Right. And so you start hanging around with people that are on the same journey, like you and I found each other again.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So to me, I yeah.
1: believe in that energy and I, yeah. you know, there's a reason why I'm sitting here right now with you. So, you know, if you're going to have vision, think big as well. Don't think you can't do it. Some people will say, I can't do that. You know, and there may be some things that they can't do based on the way they were brought up perhaps or physical. And that's another thing that I've realized. And sorry, again, I go off, but no problem. Your, your thoughts and, and the way you're, you're, you are shaped, you're downloaded a computer program in your first seven, eight years of your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, good, bad, or ugly, whatever, by your parents. Most of it's good, let's say, but you got ancestors as well. You're not born with a white sheet of paper, necessarily, your brain. You're, you're a little bit crooked. <laughs> yep. You've got ancestors, you've got family dynamics in there, right? <laughs> so the thing is, is that later in life, as you're growing and you're making decisions in life, you're basing it off, most of the time, off those first seven or eight years, what you've seen, mm-hmm. how you've been, you know, again, that, that computer program is the best way mm-hmm. I can describe it, downloaded mm-hmm. onto you. Mm -hmm. So in order to achieve different things or get to different places that you want to go, you have to reprogram yourself. Absolutely. Right. To a certain extent. So when I say, you know, we talk about vision and going back to that in order for you to attain, you know, what you want to attain. And if it's too big, you think you can't make it, trust me, you can do it. There just may be things you need to do, uh, you know, for yourself in order to get there and it's going to hurt and it's going to cause pain. You know what I mean? It takes, you know, so many days to form a new habit and it's difficult. You're, you're going to fail, you know, you're going to fail a thousand times. You got to get back up and keep going. So, you know, that's how I, I, you know, I see vision is that here's where I want to go. You know, I don't really have a like a time of how, you know, or a roadmap on how I'm going to get there yet, but it's going to come together like this coaching thing for me, I didn't really have, I just knew I loved it. Uh, it was a calling for that's me. Right. I was passionate. It was filling my cup. I was helping others. And so here we are now and it's progressing at a rate where, you know, look, I'm on Inspire Leadership podcast, like mm-hmm. I've, I've made the big time, right? <laughs> so You're
0: too generous, my friend, too generous. <laughs> so going so going
1: back to vision, I think it's important to have something to, to, sh- to strive for. And so yeah. because it affects your decision making. So the people who don't have a vision just go in circles, honestly, they just kind of keep going. And, you know, where am I going? I don't know. I hope it works out, um, you know, where you can take control of it. And you can say, here's where I'm That's going. Right nothing's getting in my way it may take me a while but I, I need somewhere to go and your your brain grabs that and you're going there whether you yep. want to or not so yeah
0: and it's true you know a lot of I don't think a lot of us I don't think really think about that really stop to think about you know what is it what is it especially the younger people and maybe that comes with with maturity I don't know but I think that maybe would come as well if we presented it to them that way you know like where do you see yourself down the line? What's your objective? So put it down, you know, what's what's your dream? That's your dream. And then from there, you know, you spoke, you spoke of the vision board, which is one way that should that somebody can do it. But that's a great way to start mapping out your example was, you know, with coaching, you knew you loved it. So there you go. That's your goal is you want to become a coach, right? And then you'll have your niche, it could be uh, administrators, it could be uh, executives, or whatnot, but you've got your niche, but you know, you want to coach. So there's your endpoint. You want to be coaching, you want to transform people, right? You want to help them transform. And then from there, you know what, it's just just to build what, your what roadmap. One of
1: the, say, the sayings I like, Joel, and I'm sorry, I'm passionate. Just, nope, I just don't want to forget my train of thought, is that I was in, uh, again, doing a presentation for some agents, you know, 20 or so agents about a month ago. And it was funny because as I was standing in front of them, and the part that I was contributing was mindset process and time management. Okay. Yep. And so for me, I, I stopped halfway through at one point. And I said, it's funny when your reality catches up with your vision. And I was actually emotional about it because I saw myself doing that two years ago.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: You know, and I stopped to absorb that moment. And it wasn't 100,000 people. It wasn't, you know, like a Tony Robbins type thing, but it was good enough for me to validate that I was like, hey, I just caught up to what I saw. (laughs) Like it's actually (laughs) happening. And when I touched on living in the present, uh, that's kind of what I was referring to is that really just take time to absorb the moment. So sorry, I didn't mean to.
0: No, no, that's good. It's that's the beauty of it, right? Is that we're always learning, and to be able to realize and be in the moment, in those moments of learning, I think is 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 a great reward, right? It's it's a great feeling, and you realize it, and the people see that you realize it, and the people can feel that. So I think that's great to be able to be in that realization. You know, we might be slow
1: down down enough to absorb that, right. right? And you touched on a growth mindset earlier versus goals. You know, one of the things I like to talk about as well is growth mindset versus goals mindset. Yeah. So for me, I'm in a growth mindset all the time. I'm always asking questions. I'm always learning. And so when you're always looking to grow, you're always uncomfortable because you're, you know, and that's another line I like to use is you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah, because if you're comfortable, you're not growing. And so, you know, I know you don't like reading that book, but go read it, you know, or I know you don't like, you know, doing that two mile run, go do it, you know, so you're growing Absolutely. in certain ways. So I really like the growth mindset approach opposed to goals. I think goals are important, and we talked about vision. That's fine. But I think that we're always a work in progress. And I think the moment that you stop doing that, you know, I hear people retiring and they pass away a year later because they have no purpose. They have no more growth. They, mm-hmm. they stop doing all that. Yep. And so I, I cringe when I hear that. You know, I'm like, oh, you know, the guy worked so hard and he finally made it to retirement. <laughs> And so, and then he, you know, he passes away a year later and I'm like, it's because he stopped growing. He doesn't have a purpose anymore. Right. So it's funny the way that works. Yeah.
0: They haven't had, uh, you know, they haven't taken the opportunity to be able to reflect on, you know, maybe 10 years before retirement or five or six to think about, you know, what what is it that I want to be doing after when I get there? And because once you get there, it's, it's too late. It's the same thing with opportunity, right? When the opportunity comes knocking at the door, it's too late to get ready. (laughs) You know, the opportunity is there. You've got to be ready now. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, what you're saying, Jill, is, is coming back to, um, you know, the importance of being process-oriented. You talked about that a little while mm-hmm. ago. Same thing. Growth mindset. It's you got to concentrate on the process. You know, the steps, the journey that I'm taking to get there, that's your goal. And that's that's might be an end point. It might be like a, a stop w- within your journey. But the important thing is, you know, the, the, uh, the, the strategies that we utilize, the habits that we put into place. You know, we talked about great books like uh, Atomic Habits that can help you out with that. I'm actually reading a great book right now. It's called Inside Out by uh, Charlie Unwin, and uh, he's a men, he's a mental coach, and he coaches uh, he coaches um, um, athletes like like very high end athletes, uh, Olympic athletes, and and just coaching in the, coaching them in a in a sense, uh, you know, when facing adversity, when facing big big pressure, you know, what mechanisms right. or what strategies can can I can I well, apply and, and, and to make that sure that point, I stay in the zone, right?
1: Yeah, I really don't think anybody's above that process. I think yeah. that everybody, Marshall Goldsmith, again, I go back to him, he has a coach and he's the number one coach,
0: <laughs> like executive coach in the world. Where everybody right needs a coach. Right.
1: So yeah. I think, you know, I think that, you know, I think it shows maturity. I think it shows that you want to improve and two heads are better than one or whatever. Absolutely. And listen, I learned from my, from my, uh, my coaches. As well, I pick up stuff from them as well. They don't even yep. know it sometimes. Yep. I'm like, oh, that's interesting, and yep. so I, it's a two way street. I always tell them, listen, I'm learning, you're learning, and off we go, right? So uh, I think that's a great point. And well, so that's a be- I don't think anybody's above that.
0: Yeah, that's the beauty of walking beside somebody in their journey, right? Versus, like you said, like there's different types of of of, of ways to accompany people. There's mentoring, there's coaching, correct? Uh, you know, but the coaching is very very powerful because you walk beside the person, you live the experiences with them, you question them Mm -hmm. and you just, you just help them bring out the best in themselves. So. And it's funny to say that.
1: Like, I'm like, I'm like a proud father one day. I'm like, you did (laughs) that. Oh my God. I just, I want to hug you through the screen. Or, you know, yeah, absolutely. absolutely.
0: Well, listen, Jill, this has been a great conversation. We went all the way from, you know, coaching executives to coaching students. And we talked mindset. We talked, uh, you know, time management, vision. Um listen Jill uh, if uh, the people listening would like to get a hold of you uh, how can they do that
1: Um I got my email here I can spell it out for you here so it's yeah. gs at Manolia consulting.ca. so m i n e o l a consulting.ca
0: Perfect so we'll have that up on the website uh, sure. so for people that like to get a hold of Jill uh, we'll have a few show notes uh, on the website, so all you have to do is uh, just point your navigator to inspiredleadership.c. You'll see a section there, a podcast, and you go into uh, this is leadership podcast, and all that information will be there if you'd like to send Jill an email. Maybe he can help you out, Jill. Before uh, I let you go, um, what would be one wish that you would have for the people that are listening to us today? Oh my God.
1: Listen, are we done already? I could have kept. <laughs> we could go here. That's, Time that's flies. That's what warned me about. Absolutely. With us too, we could. I could have kept going for three yeah, hours. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Uh, there's just so many things. Um, I, I would say, you know, a couple of the biggest things would be living the present. I touched on that. Yeah. Um, you know, stay in the moment. Don't look too far ahead. I mean, you can plan ahead and have vision, but don't let you know worry worry and fear are, are debilitating. They're not going anywhere, but mm. you can control it. Like I said, mm-hmm. by controlling your thoughts. So really. Uh, live in the present, control your thoughts and you're, it's okay. If you fail, you're supposed to fail and you'll, you'll fail your way to success.
0: That's great. Joel. thank you very much. Listen, thanks for, uh, for spending uh, just about an hour with me tonight. Uh, very much appreciated, really appreciated your, your insight, especially, uh, you know, that you being outside of education, uh, most of the people that, that I do have on uh, the podcast are in education. So it's nice to get that that viewpoint. Great work uh, with the students. Uh, love what you're doing. I think it's, uh, it's great. I think it's exactly what they need. And looking forward to uh, to keep working with you in our future projects as well. So, Jill, thank you very much for uh, being on the podcast. Really appreciate it. And uh, maybe we'll do this again. Sure. I'd love it.
1: Thanks so much. And I appreciate what you're doing as well. And uh, Inspire Leadership, I think, is a great... You know, it really describes what you're doing. And so we're both on the same journey and we'll go through it together and off we go.
0: Fantastic. Thanks, Joe. Thanks so much. Hi there. It's Joelle. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast and that you were able to find many useful takeaways. Adding value to others is one of the most important actions a leader can take. So please share this episode with your friends and colleagues and on social media. Let's reach out to as many people as we can. Want to connect with me? Well, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or you can visit my website, inspireleadership.ca. If you'd rather send me an email, my address is joel, that's J-O-E-L, at inspireleadership.ca. Take care, everybody, and now, go get your leadership on.